0: Rainita, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so this is episode 115 of my podcast, Searching for Political Identity, and hopefully you feel some synergy with the project that you're working on right now. A lot of people looking for, well, maybe they're not looking for their political identity at all, but maybe the audience will mean what I understand what I mean when, when I say we have a lot of synergy between the topic of your work and my search yeah. for political identity. So uh, your documentary I think filmmaker. There are a right?
1: lot of people yeah oh they are searching over there um well just in general and if they find out about this then it might be something they're interested in because they're looking for something Um, but yeah uh this is my first directorial this is my directorial debut as a documentary uh director but i have produced one other one about lockdowns in southern california that was in 2021 and um but i've worked on a lot of small projects before but I actually work in reality tv editing and um, I always wanted to do documentary even when I was in school and everything But I just kind of went down the tv path and so finally now I'm able to start working on my own projects
0: Mm -hmm. so I'm sure there's an amazing whole backstory and I'd love to get into it sometime with you about how you got to here right but we can't do that in 40 minutes so I think I'm going to start with why this project okay you're always wanted to do documentaries but why mm-hmm. this project and not something about butterflies or you know, <laughs> cliffs
1: well i have ideas for other projects but the uh lockdown documentary is something that i kind of fell into through the mises caucus do you know about the mises caucus
0: vaguely it, I'm to yeah so
1: um i got involved with them uh I had already been involved before 2021, but the beginning of 2021, especially in California, is when they really started organizing and getting people together to like ramp up for the LP national takeover. But um, as I got involved with them, Angela McCardle, who's the uh, chair of the LNC right now, she was the chair of the California Mises Caucus at the time, and she put this uh, media group together. And we just all had been through lockdowns in California, you know, specifically Los Angeles area. So I mm-hmm. think it's something that all the people that were in this media group, they had already had this idea. You know, we're all working in this type of thing, and during lockdown, we're all thinking like we need to make something about this. So mm. um, it was me and uh, Nick. Nick Heides was the director, and both of us kind of took it on and it did really well. We interviewed four business people whose businesses were shut down and were affected really badly. Uh, It was a really emotional story Hmm. and we brought it to a film fest in 2021 uh, at Freedom Fest in South Dakota. And um, it was really well received. People really liked it, but it's really sad and Everybody cried mm. during it, and so Probably I made people appreciated. Angry. Yeah, definitely. And I, I liked that. That was we were able to tell those stories because those weren't the ones that were being told, uh, in the media, and so. But while I was there at that film fest, I just started thinking like, what's the answer to this? What's like the next? hopeful thing ahead and free mm-hmm. state just came to mind i'd already been involved with them a little bit and um it just popped into my head basically yeah
0: that makes perfect sense the gravity yeah. of the moment of the pandemic kind of just yeah. brought that project together and then your human optimistic spirit looking for something next you're already kind of involved with it and then boom okay there it is there's the story that i need to go to yeah. right now yeah so so what is the story my understanding it's 10,000 people decided to move to New Hampshire because they all shared an agreement and understanding, a belief that America everywhere else has essentially become tyranny and that, you know, the only thing they could do is take the power back by getting together and declaring their freedom, right? Okay, blah, blah, blah. So what does that mean? Is it working? What did you find out? What the hell is going on?
1: While it's still in progress, the documentary I'm probably gonna be shooting mm. through the spring, which will be just over two years of shooting. and um, I did move here in February, oh, so did. wow, yeah, and I was kind of hybrid living here before then, but I was mostly in California for work, um but now I work remote, and so it's um, been eight
0: months since too. you moved how 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 are you finding it? I love it being that okay, being that you're covering it. And you're living yes. there. How is that?
1: Um, well, basically, it's it's good that I'm here because I'm able to go to things as they're happening. You know, before there had been a couple of times where I'd send my camera guy without me, but it, it's, I really have to be here to do it. So I had come in February of 2022 and I shot for less than a week. And then um, I had my camera guy do a few interviews until I got here for Porkfest. Have you heard of Pork Fest? Yes. The big festival. Yeah. So I came here for the 2022 Pork Fest and I was here all week and we shot um, with people, you know, in New Hampshire before the festival. So that was like our first really big shoot. And then I planned to come back in October for about a month. It was like three weeks. And um, that's when I really started to get more enmeshed in the community. I knew some people, but uh, when I was first part-time living here I was up in lakes region which is where I live now and it's my favorite part of new Hampshire so far but um when I was here in October Manchester is really where most of the free Staters are and where a lot of events are so that's where I stayed and that's when I really you know became ingrained more in the community and um it was just by chance that I ended up moving here I wasn't even planning to move here in October but just a weird series of events happened and I was here, you know, by February. So
0: pretty cool. So yeah. before we get into like, you know, that the project itself, talk a little more about that. Yeah. Socially, what's it like being there? You know, cause I'm in California. Is it, is it like, do you feel like the cost of living is better and it's way more socially yeah. better for you? Like mm-hmm. what are the tangible, what do you, Is it, is it much better? Like, can you pitch it to me almost? You know what I'm saying? Okay.
1: I will caveat with saying that I grew up in Massachusetts. So part of it is just wanting to come home to the new England area. So that's something that I have to say, because that's not something that everybody has, but barring that, like, I still think it's the best place to live. Like it's so beautiful here. And um, you know, that live free or die is a state motto. And that's just kind of ingrained in the culture. And that's, part of why the free state project is here but it exists without the libertarians already so um yeah
0: i guess my and, to be more to ask a better question yeah. i guess i'm wondering how different do you think is it living there do you think it's actually unique living there or is it kind of just cool if you know what i'm saying or they uh, is it different
1: i i mean i do so, growing up in Massachusetts, also, this was always the place to come for, like, vacation and fun and to buy tax-free goods. And mm-hmm. so, there's just this, like, I feel there's a feeling of more freedom here. Like, there always has been. And people love to come and enjoy it, but it's mm-hmm. it's better just to live it all the time. Um. So, uh, I find that the people are just nicer. Like, it's a more slow paced way of living and um it is cool <laughs> right. i mean and they, i've been involved in the liberty community since probably like 2014 or something and so mostly through twitter and like a little bit in los angeles but so coming here it's like the people that I definitely, and I have been all over the political map, but it's still the people that I feel like are my people. And, but it's not just online. Like you can just go hang out with them any day of the week. You Mm. can go have a conversation with someone who's like really brilliant and um, you connect with anytime. And I I think that's great. Mm.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. So a group of like-minded i think we can probably use that word people yeah uh getting together and so you're covering it and so you're still shooting so do you think you've gotten the meat of it on camera yet
1: no um i did just get some more funding which will help with being able to shoot more um i also got an additional camera that allows me to you know, just go without because I hire a cinematographer to shoot most of it for me. And if I had my way, he would shoot everything because he's great. um But I also just have been thinking about what my angle was going to be. Because honestly, when I first started working on it and I came out here and I came back home, I was thinking, like, oh, I think like a good hook because I work in reality TV. So, like, a, a good hook would be all the like, anti-free staters you know there's a lot of people who don't really like the free state project Uh, i would say they lean more you know left democrat Mm -hmm. higher taxes type people Mm -hmm. um so i wanted to kind of capture that and, and possibly talk to some of them and i would still like to but i wasn't really able to make that happen so far and i also don't really think that that's a main hook. Like it's an interesting part of it, but it's just it's not like a, a central part of what goes on here. So mm. um I'm more focused on the different types of people that live here because like there's so many different communities within the Free State project. Like there's homesteaders, there's homeschool moms, there's entrepreneurs, there's uh, political activists and then just people who like doing the community and you know, selling things between each other, stuff like that. So I'm kind of focused on those different archetypes Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. while telling the story of the Free State Project, you know, from beginning till now. Also, while um, putting libertarian philosophy out there in a way that, um, because I think libertarians get a lot of bad reputation sometimes about being selfish or this or that. So um, I would like this to be an opportunity to just let them have their voice Mm. and tell people that we're not bad people and all that. So, um, And there there are things that go on here, too, that will probably come into play. I mean, it's not all perfect, but um, ultimately, I think it's a worthwhile endeavor.
0: So... Were you drawn to libertarianism before the pandemic? Yes. And, okay, so can you tell me about that? Yes.
1: Um. So, I grew up in Massachusetts. Both of my parents were like hippie liberals, basically, and um, I would say I was like kind of left Democrat for most of my life. I voted for Obama the first time, mm. um, but. I was in my early 20s like real early 20s during 9 11 and so that was like a big uh like a a big change for me politically because hmm. I you know right after it happened I was feeling very patriotic and this and that yeah. and then um just kind of I've always been, anti-authoritarian i think maybe it's because of how i was raised you know the culture that i was raised in just with hippie hippie parents and this and that and my mom always counterculture yeah and that that's what i think this is and that's right also why i'm very interested in it um and uh so but during 9-11 and everything i just kind of blame republicans for all that And then Obama got into office, and I I don't know if I'm just like pervy to different information because of the types of people that I naturally gravitate towards, but I just started hearing, you know, he's doing the same stuff in Afghanistan, and it just kind of opened my eyes. Um, And I also really liked WikiLeaks. That was like a huge thing for me, something that like I felt was a really um, just brilliant way to combat government oppression so those were the things oh, that see, I, see. I was really like asleep
0: i was asleep for. well i was young i'm a little younger than you but can you tell me what mm-hmm. is it about wikileaks that really disturbs you
1: disturbs like, me or
0: what yeah like what is the story even with wikileaks like what julian assange he he leaked top secret information right
1: yes um and and, and it was so
0: so why is that why is that not a I guess you either think it was a crime or you think he has free speech that's the debate I guess right
1: yes um I I would just say the nature of what he exposed at the time was you know things that the military was doing that people didn't like and so it is kind of like a whistleblower type thing, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's right. in any business organization; those type of things happen. And, and um, if it's usually if the information is bad enough, people right. are fine with it. You know what right. I mean? So, right. um, mm. I guess Jeez. you can argue national security, but I right. I believe that it was shown that nothing that he leaked really affected that. So.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. very interesting. No, I, I didn't mean to kind of switch the narrative up, but if I may kind of just as a point yes. of interest, I uh spoke to a guy who one, was one of the lead reporters who broke the Edward Snowden story um and nice. I should be I should be kind of smarter on all of it, but it was interesting to talk to him because I was in 6th grade when 9/11 happened. And uh it's interesting to he's a Pulitzer prize multiple Pulitzer prize winning journalist for the Atlantic, Bart Gellman. And um you know, he he makes the point as so many people in the liberty movement do about how kind of America changed, obviously, drastically for the worse from a security liberty or from a liberty perspective um, mm-hmm. after 9-11. So was it that was it that was it the oh, my gosh, we like are not in a free country anymore. That kind of.
1: That was a very pivotal moment. Like when I look back, I, I feel like so much changed during that time. We were also. Um, just coming into like the abundance of the internet. So I just think that's a very pivotal moment in time. And I always look back on the time mm-hmm. before it with, I guess, some nostalgia because you know, like the internet was coming around, but it was like forums and chats, and it was like cool. But it wasn't just like consuming your life yet. And mm. um also the like twenty four hour news cycle, it was already ramping up, but after nine eleven too. And so, I just feel that after that combined with the liberties that they were able to take away in the name of national security also with just like ramping up the information and the propaganda Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's a pivotal moment. And I mean, the internet is great, amazing. um, But I see how it's been used in a very negative way. So, um, and that's, Part mm. of what I like about being here is that you can socialize offline. Right,
0: right, right Which right. is,
1: I think, something that people need to do hmm. a lot more. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. uh Talking about that inflection point, as President Biden likes to use that term, right? It's an inflection okay. point, right? I mean, you always hear him talking about this is an inflection point. Do you notice that he likes uh, that phrase?
1: I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, I know. Time, when but... he, he can't. Well,
0: inflection point is pretty clear. He's pretty clear on that when he says that one. Okay, but um. Yeah, it's always an it's every other weeks an inflection point. And um yeah, that was one and it wasn't just because of the incredible event of 9/11, but it was the internet as well, all of that. It's mm-hmm. a really good point making it just a mag, it orders of magnitude of like
1: Yeah, like the jump. information superhighway yeah. like mm-hmm. um they and they also call it like uh, cuz one of the documentaries I was working on uh, deals with like nostalgia and stuff and they talk about, um, it's called future shock when you're just being like thrust into the future at such a high speed that like, it's hard to mm. deal with. And, um, I like technology, but I'm also, uh, you know, I, am into like older technology too. And mm-hmm. I, sometimes I feel like we peaked at like power door locks on cars. All right. <laughs> like, All right. uh, yeah. So, well, it ties
0: in, it ties yeah. into, uh, a conversation uh, going on throughout our society. I think that some, not all people are privy to mostly, I think young people are privy to this. Tell me if you agree with me, what does it mean to be human? Transhumanism, transgenderism, Mm -hmm. gender identity. Um, You know, this is kind of ties into why do I have a podcast with searching for political identity? Well, it's like, what is identity, you know, with work and automation and we always getting our identity from work, you know it's i guess we're in a, a new time a new age and so how do we how do we deal with all that um i guess the libertarians would say well it's pretty easy first principles bill of rights yeah uh, is it that simple um, for these people and yourself
1: me personally i moved out i live like in the woods basically i live down a dirt road um where my <laughs> house is it's very quiet here um so I think about all these things that feel really consuming but and like not to be like a anarcho primitivist or anything but like at any time you could just go live in the woods and like you're still the same biologically type of person that like you can really just disconnect yourself from all of this if you want to it mm. definitely becomes an addiction and um that's something I've been trying to like figure out how to you know work out in my life of, of not being so connected to technology all the time it's hard but um ultimate like if, if i ideally i wouldn't be i would be like you know and i i was out in the woods today hiking and everything and um you know would like to read more just not be on the computer so much yeah that type of thing yeah. but um so uh there are a lot of people here who do homesteading and are you know there's just a way to reconnect with those type of things and just like reorient yourself in the world
0: yeah maybe maybe that's what's going on and we'll have to wait for your film to be done and watch it but maybe that's what's going on there like a reset people are just saying hey we need a reset um it's really interesting
1: I I will say also, like, I kind of felt like I had the idea for this before I even knew about it, because I started to see people get canceled online and everything. And I just had this instinct of, like, people need to physically move closer together to, like, band together. And this is probably back in, like, 2013 or so. Mm. And then, I mean, if you look at the pandemic, like, I, I was in L.A. then and I had a group of friends who came together like libertarian type people like my friend started this group. And so it was good to have that. But it just shows you that things can go crazy at any time. And I feel like you need to be in physical proximity to people that align mm-hmm. with your values because you don't know, right. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it brings to mind, <clears throat> you know, religious Groups getting together the Mm -hmm. mormons sacking up and saying hey let's go to utah let's find our place uh there's almost i say almost a a religious quality because how often do you hear of political movements where people are really gathering like that it's i don't it's it's pretty fascinating
1: no yeah i don't it is a very new thing that's being done here Mm. i don't really know of anything else quite like this Um, I can think of other similar things but not this organized and I mean it's been going on I think it's like 20 years now so um, I would say you know after the lockdowns and everything a lot of people moved out of certain states and they were like had this list of where they should go and I feel like there's always this like competition between states but um, you know this project has had like a a lead start on all those things so Mm -hmm. i would say if you're looking for something like this and you think you're gonna go to this state or that state um i just feel like there's kind of like an infrastructure here for this type of thing you know
0: yeah and it's interesting you know there's an irony right you know there's an organization organized effort that of these people who want and maybe that's not fair to say i was going to say who want to be disorganized you know what i mean these anarchy types <laughs> yeah. but but maybe it's kind of just trying to be clever um maybe it's as simple as these people who got you know got together so um these people they don't like the federal government telling them what to think that's fair to say right
1: yeah and what yeah.
0: to do yeah and what to yeah. do
1: and i i would say like you're saying like it, it is a little tricky cuz the group of individualists and everyone has you know they always say like uh bringing libertarians together is like herding cats right because like um you know a lot of people here are leaders or they right. you know they're just very independent and right. so it can be tricky to organize yeah, how does but, that mean,
0: play out
1: that it, it there's issues sometimes there that's are. a story
0: I mean, to me that's, that's a story right there
1: it's something that i'll probably touch upon because i don't think it's something that i could in good conscience not talk about because it's mm-hmm. a thing here but i think mm-hmm. ultimately everybody still has the same goal and there's so many different subgroups here that you can hmm. participate in or you can start your own business or a project here and and have it you know benefit the community and and like enrich the project as a whole so if you don't want to you know get on the same page with other people like there's there's still lots of opportunity and I thought it was interesting because um I was at uh Ian Freeman's trial uh or his sentencing he was uh in a cryptocurrency federal trial um I won't get too far into it but when the trial or when the sentencing was over, uh, a lot of people in the courtroom were yelling at the judge and the, the DA and the um or the you know, prosecutor and all the like federal marshals. I mean, there was some some heated moments even before the end of it with everybody there and like and there was people in that room that don't agree with each other and have had issues with each other. But I just felt in that moment like we all all still have the same motivation. And like, mm. it's, you know, it's important to have these people working together at a time like this, even if they don't, they're not on the same page all the time, you know?
0: Yeah. No, that's really interesting. So as a show of solidarity, it gave you some hope that Absolutely. this movement, <laughs> you know, is, is worth, is worth something because it's not, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. I like it. Um, I, are there a I,
0: lot of dog? Are there a lot of dogs there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me ask some questions. How many? How many dogs? How many weed smokers? How many? <laughs> uh, are there any homeless people?
1: I mean, there's homeless people in Manchester. They're not part of the Free State Project that I know of, but um, you know, it's nothing compared to Los Angeles where I was. So right, 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 sure. Um, hmm. I think Nashua. New Hampshire was just named the safest city in the country so and mm. we have the i think some of the most you know lax gun laws here too so yeah okay so
0: a lot of carrying, a lot of carrying yeah you can out. just open sure. carry
1: here like that you don't need a permit or anything all
0: right
1: so Gosh. i i think that's cool because mm. um you know los angeles is very california yeah, too, totally different very strict about that hmm uh, weed smokers. Yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty, but there's a lot of people that don't, and there's a lot of families here. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, um, there's big cool. I'm homeschool- trying to get the character of the demographic. It's yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Uh, there's a big homeschool movement. There's even like these alternative schools where it's like the homeschool people will bring their kids. I'm I'm finding more out about that. Um, there's a another alternative school where I'm I'm supposed to go interview them where they're actually making like A school for people who want to homeschool but they still have to work so um
0: so these people are just saying the federal government has failed me Mm -hmm. and i'm done with it and i want to go to a place where i feel like it's the smallest and we're going to show you how to do it
1: it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool and you're living yeah and then they they feel that um because the population is lower here it's easier to affect change Mm. so there's a lot of reasons why they chose this place but um that's a big thing
0: yeah pretty unbelievable
1: (laughs) i think um you know the whole covid thing was a a huge motivator for a lot Mm. of people to move here but um i would say that we're not out of the weeds on that type of thing yet and um you know people should still move here
0: okay so you see more growth coming we see another lockdown potentially coming and more growth potentially unfortunately you know that would be sad yeah but...
1: possibly or some other type of thing i mean it just kind of seems yeah. like they're off yeah. and running with these hmm. you know so yeah.
0: so I yeah know. what is the future of this movement um i mean i know you're still working on 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 the documentary but um is this movement going to have an impact nationally, do you think? Or are they just going to continue to be a super effective uh, thing for themselves?
1: I, I think that's really the focus is just New Hampshire and how we can affect change here. I think, and and even since moving here, I also kind of adopt the uh, mentality of, like, I don't really care what happens outside of the country, uh, outside of New Hampshire, but, like, and when I lived in California and I, I still do believe this to an extent that I was like, well, you should care because like things that happen in California, like cancer mm. had to spread through the country and, you know, New Hampshire is not untouched from these things. So, you know, mm. in that regard, you know, I do think people should move here, but if they're not like, I do think that they should still work to kind of hold those things at bay in their states, so that you know politically or culturally it doesn't spread out <laughs> um, yeah. but but ultimately uh people are just focus on new hampshire they almost I, would rather things kind of collapse outside so that people can just come here you know <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah
0: i guess that makes sense aligning with the individualist philosophy focus on yourself and every, if everyone focuses on themselves everything will be fine yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, there's only so much time and energy. I mean, everybody here is pretty uh, busy and and has their schedule full with, you know, the personal stuff, all the liberty stuff, um, which is fun. It's cool. But there's not really much more time to focus on anything. You know, I. I would say, like, what we can do nationally is just like set a trend on certain things.
0: Mm-hmm. For Lead by example. To follow. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah absolutely yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and I guess the question is what does you know what do you what does your organization your your tribe if I may um, what does this movement say to the boomer on the left that says you guys are just selfish and you're you know it's so that conversation needs to be had at, at some point and it well it will be had it's always being had yeah it will continue to be had it's interesting. I would
1: say that um, it's just kind of like, uh, I want to say propaganda that that people think that because you want to cut taxes or that you're like an individualist that you're selfish. But um, I mean, for instance, we had a uh, a couple here that they were able to cut a a school budget very substantially, and it made the news. I think Mm. it was since reversed, but, um, Mm. you know, he was able to explain to me that like more money does not equal better test scores in school or like, like the, the studies have shown that it's not more money. And, and that's what people always think, oh, oh, something's not working in government. Oh, it's because they're underfunded because Mm. that's what people say. But if you were to look into it and really get it. Which people don't, but like you would see that that's not the issue. It's that the system is broken, and so um, uh, people here, you know, they're they're involved in the community. They help each other out, and um, they believe that the government is standing in the way of people flourishing, and they care mm-hmm. about people flourishing. They're not selfish. They just uh, don't believe that taxes or like a big federal government is the answer to fixing these problems so
0: yeah i suppose they're know. saying hey look at look at our modern society all the taxes we pay and look what we're getting look at our results um clearly we can do better ourselves with educating at home quiet rosie but then the liberal would say well we're not taxing enough we're not at our height of you know they would call back to the fdr days right so that's, yeah but that's what each side would say
1: Yeah, if you were to have someone who like has all the data sit down with one of these people who says that, um, I think they could easily like prove them wrong. I'm not saying that that person is going to then agree with the, you know, low tax argument because they seem to just kind of, you know, work on emotions, which I guess is human nature anyways. Um, But if you really wanted to sit down and hash it out, I think you could disprove that.
0: Mm, and maybe that's what I'm going to have to do with my dad to myself. Really have that <laughs> conversation with the the person that has really influenced me a lot politically, and then with myself and say, "Hey, bro, like, uh, are you going to look at the data at some point?" Because for me, it was I had to go to law school, kind of get an understanding, yeah, pick up a little bit. I was kind of w- sleepwalking through life a bit, and now now I got to really study the data and come to these conclusions. Yes.
1: I honestly, a lot of people don't really do that and even if you show it to them they'll kind of see it for a moment but seem to revert back i there are people that can be swayed and won over but i it takes having an open mind or or i guess to what extent you have an open mind so that to me is it's more of like a um like a personality aspect yep. or corno corno
0: you know? west who uh I I respect and and like a lot. Um, I know he doesn't really fit in with the libertarian community at all much, maybe in some regards. But um, he he pointed out uh, now, I forget who the great thinker was that he was quoting. But uh, the thought was that it takes great courage to be introspective, basically to do the Mm -hmm. Socratic method. Mm -hmm. And um, so so that's really cool most people don't do that yeah and that's why i think
1: he's been invited to some libertarian oh. events to speak if i'm not mistaken so yeah. maybe well the anti-war
0: some... front would make a lot of sense um yeah maybe not with the group identity politics concepts but uh but yeah he's a he's a brilliant man and uh great character so i guess we should wrap up oh thank you so much for introducing me to this subject really look forward to tracking yeah. it and uh yeah if if anyone wants
1: to help get this project made uh freestatedoc.com you can donate there because um you know we have enough to keep shooting but we're going to need more to to finalize the project so so that'd be great
0: awesome well thanks so much for your time can't wait to see it thank you good luck thanks nice meeting you Bye. (laughs) bye later